What do the Eiffel Tower, the Washington Monument, and the Statue of Liberty all have in common? Well, guess what? All three were hated by the public when they first debuted. I'm Patty Steele. From ridiculed to revered, next on The Backstory. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Backstory. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Eiffel Tower pretty much defines the skyline of Paris, wouldn't you say? But when it was first proposed years before it debuted at the Paris World's Fair back in the late 1880s, a whole lot of people and not fans. That included the engineer who actually built it and for whom it was named, Gustav Eiffel. When engineers who worked for him told them about their idea, he sort of said, meh, but finally went along, even eventually buying the patent for the design. As they started to build, critics complained it was dangerous since there was nothing remotely as tall in Paris, and they thought it would destroy the Parisian skyline. Huge group of assorted big shots published a letter of protest saying in part, we writers, painters, sculptors, architects, and passionate devotees of the untouched beauty of Paris protest with strength and indignation against the erection of this useless and monstrous Eiffel Tower, a giddy, ridiculous tower dominating Paris like a giant black smokestack. 
crushing Notre Dame, the Louvre, the Arc de Triomphe, stretching like a blot of ink, the hateful shadow of bolted sheet metal. Eiffel, by that time a fan, answered back, comparing it to the pyramids in Egypt. That's a lot of back and forth, isn't it? After the tower was built, some still protested, but eventually they did relent. It took 30 years for locals to finally embrace it as the symbol of Paris. Now, seven million people a year visit the Eiffel Tower. Okay, that's the French, but what about here in America? The Washington Monument pretty much defines our nation's capital, right? But George died in 1799, and you know what? It took well over 40 years for folks in Washington to even agree on a design. They finally started it in 1848, but then stopped when private funding ran out. Then protests began about five years later. So there it sat, a half-finished stump. At one point, even Mark Twain said it looked like a crummy old chimney. He called it an eyesore and said they should tear it down or do something with it. They finally decided to finish it, and they decided to try it on the cheap. That was around 1876. They got it done 10 years later. Now, while the original designer hated the changes, said it looked like a stalk of asparagus, eventually it came to symbolize not just George Washington, but the nation's capital. Over a million people visit every single year. And that takes us to the Statue of Liberty. Now, how in the heck could anybody not love Lady Liberty? Just listen. Here's the first surprise. She was actually designed to be a lighthouse, but from the beginning, she had a rough go of it. In 1886, the U.S. accepted from the French a friendship gift, the 305-foot-tall statue called Liberty Enlightening the World. Not a hit with the public. One newspaper said, America didn't want the statue. She took it because the French offered it. Then there was the problem of the statue not doing the job it was meant to do. The light from Liberty was way too dim. On top of that, Liberty Island was set back too far from the open sea where it would be useful to approaching ships. So, early days of electricity, they couldn't brighten it up. They couldn't move it once it was in place. They were stuck. Then there was the problem of all the dead birds. Its height and the light in the torch meant big trouble for migrating birds. Tens of thousands of them got caught in Liberty's circle of light, which confused them, and that sent them slamming into the statue itself. <laughs> it was a disturbing sight. One headline talked about the, quote, slaughter of birds by the Statue of Liberty. Not the kind of PR they were looking for, I'm sure. Finally, we get to the 1890s. Now, by that time, the statue had really started to look like a mess. Hardly anybody came to visit it. It wasn't given much in the way of upkeep, and the New York Times called it a total disgrace. What changed everybody's minds? It was one woman's vision. In 1901, a longtime friend of the poet Emma Lazarus, who had died a decade earlier, wanted to celebrate her friend and the statue by having a plaque made with Emma's poem, The New Colossus, engraved on it. Some of the words of the poem are, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Ah, that pulled it all together. Those words inspired folks. What with so many immigrants arriving in America right across the harbor at Ellis Island looking for a better life. 
a Statue of Liberty, with her lamp raised, welcoming those tired masses, gave her meaning, and that has made it a destination for four and a half million people a year. Often it takes a little bit of time for us to bond with new ideas, new buildings, new monuments, but with time, a little bit of objectivity and terrific marketing, minds can be changed. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our executive producer is Steve Goldstein of Amplify Media. We're out with new episodes twice a week. Thanks for listening to The Backstory, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.